money. I don't have your money. I know I'd be a lot happier with some extra cash. Is this about money? Oh, man, we got bills to pay, buddy. <laughs> Obviously, this is all about money. I got to talk to you about money. With practical tips and a focus on scripture, let's talk money with Dave and Reb from More Than Enough, the financial show that speaks to the heart of your money story. Real conversations about money for real people. Let's talk money. Are you ready to talk money, Reb? I'm ready to talk money. That's good news, because this is the show where we talk about the hard issues of money. My name's Dave, and you are? Rebecca. And if you haven't heard the show before, then there's a whole whack of them that I don't know what we're up to in terms of episodes, but... Lots and lots and lots. I was lots. trying to figure out how many years we've been doing this. It's at least three. Mm-hmm. Actually, this November is the anniversary. So that's like 150 shows at least. Yeah, you know, I multiply you... wrong all the time okay. when I think about it. So, so we're not gonna we're not gonna think about it. We're just gonna say welcome, thank you. If you need to hear one of the previous shows, more than enough. Ca, chri. Ca, not mine. Ca. Those three websites all have the podcast with their own players so you just click it and go if you're not a podcasting person then that's the easiest way to do it and if you are a podcasting person then just search let's talk money with dave and reb Mm -hmm. and then hit the subscribe button and you will get every episode uh into your right into your mobile device so on with the show. I know, because Ray's here today. <laughs> I know. Our very so, good yeah, friend, Ray, who is our, with NotMine.ca. Our regular so. guest, Financial Discipleship Canada, Ray Borg. Um, if Again, I don't know that we need to even do, do an we, introduction. I know, do but we, anyway, everybody should is. know him by now. I don't. If you haven't, go back and listen to the shows. In fact, um, he's crossing a major threshold today because Ray is going to bring us the scripture. I know. Okay, like, so I need oh, to... Man, like, yeah, Ray's yeah. going to read the scripture. This, this show is all... I mean, lots of the shows we talk about together in mm. advance, but this yes. one's fully um, prompted by Ray. Um, because and my head, I was telling the guys before we started recording, uh, my head's in canning, preserving mode. So if mm-hmm. you guys know me at all, the farm girl, fall I, is I, hit, falls the, the hit, and I'm like in peaches in and, and tomatoes, yep. and so I'm like, I have to really, I, I say I'm ready to talk money, but I'm like, I'm also. She's been counting peaches and jars, <laughs> and do we have enough stuff? Laying up stores. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Anyway, the so Ray, harvest. Ray is going yes. to do the beautiful oh. reading this morning. Okay, and we're going to read from Second Kings 4, Elisha and the widow's oil. Now the wife of the, one of the sons of the prophets cried to Elisha, Your servant, my husband, is dead, and you know that your servant feared the Lord. But the creditor has come to take my two children to be a slave. And Elijah said to her, What shall I do for you? Tell me, what have you in the house? And she said, Your servant has nothing in the house except a jar of oil. Then he said, Go outside, borrow vessels from all your neighbors, empty vessels and not too few. Then go in and shut the door behind yourself and your sons and pour into all these vessels. And when one is full, set it aside. So she went from him and shut the door behind her and her sons. And she, and as she poured, they brought the vessels to her. When the vessels were full, she said to her son, Bring me another vessel. And he said to her, There is not another. Then the oil stopped flowing. She came and told the man of God, and he said, Go, sell the oil and pay your debts, and you and your sons can live on the rest. Mm-hmm. I love it. What a, what a great story. 
I love it. So that's this. That's actually what we're going to talk about today. Mm-hmm. Um, we we got it actually sent in an email from um, uh, Oz Hillman, Oz Hillman, mm-hmm. and he ha- was talking about marrying this the practical and and the miracle in in our commerce life, mm-hmm. in our daily living, in our business life. How do you how do you take what you already have and then see God do something miraculous with it? But you have a lot of good things to say about this story. So we're just going to unpack it this morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and hopefully apply it to our own lives in terms of how we can take, um, you know, our human propensity for maybe a model. We're not trying to come up with a model here today. <laughs> no, you no, know? no. We're, we're not going to give you the three but, steps. You know, but some principles. But that, but yeah, exactly. Yes, there are yeah. principles. And, yeah. and there are yeah. things that when you look through scripture, you go, wait a minute. That sounds an awful lot like somewhere else in the scripture where where we're you know where you can go. Oh, there, maybe there's something to that. Or um, so, yeah. Yes. So it's fun. Yes. Well, as I was meditating upon it this morning, as I was sharing <clears throat> with these two, um, and David, you just pointed out too that it was one of the wife of the sons of the prophet. Mm-hmm. So Elisha had been a mentor to her husband. Yeah. And so here she is. She's a widow. She's lost her husband. But she doesn't stay in that place of despondency and discouragement. Mm-hmm. She knows that she needs a fresh word of the Lord. Yeah. So who is it? Elisha, who's been her husband's mentor, who carries the word of the Lord, known for that. So she seeks him out and says, what does the Lord say mm-hmm. in this situation? So she didn't stay in that place of depression or discouragement. She had a situation. She had a problem. Seek the word of the Lord. So she goes to him. And Elisha says, so practically, what is it that you have in your household mm-hmm. that God can use as tangible way of meeting that need? And she says, well, I've got oil. So she then goes out to all her neighbors and says, you got a, a jar that I can borrow. Mm-hmm. And they must have kind of looked at her. Okay, well, she needs a jar. So she goes to her community and she engages them in part of the miracle and gets the, the vessels and brings them into her house. But she was instructed to close the door. So she does that. She closes to the door to unfaith. Any other voices are kind of like, what are you, crazy? And here she is, she does that. And then she engages her boys in the process to bring the jars as she begins to pour the oil. And so I thought, what must have been like for these young boys watching and her as she takes that little bit of jar and starts filling the jars First one starts filling and she looks and the jar's not empty. Mm -hmm. Then the next one and then the next one and the next one. Her faith must have been stirred at a considerable level, and same with the boys. Yeah, you can kind of you can see her just as she starts to pour that kind of okay, Lord, here we go, right? Yes. Because I mean, again, if you put yourself in the story, she really has no clue. Kind of, I mean, she might have an idea of of okay, I'm collecting jars and I'm going to fill them with oil, but I don't know if this is going to work, right? right it's like yeah. that big kind of inhale, exhale, here we go, and she starts pouring, right? And then it's like, okay, bring me the next jar. But I think, I mean, it goes back to I never really thought of Elisha possibly was was a mentor to her husband, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. if he was in the school of the prophets, then Elisha would have they he would have been known, and Elisha's word was known. Mm-hmm. So she had a considerable already understanding and trust of Elisha, but the word of the Lord through Elisha. So that's really interesting mm-hmm. to me mm-hmm. because she sometimes grief and despair can like cause mm-hmm. a veil to fall over over that part of faith 
right? You, you're just yeah. so discouraged and so despondent and so grieving, which is completely understandable. And yet she has, she is pushed to believe because as a mother, you are not going to let anybody take your children as slaves. Right. Like if she has anything to do about, with, with it, she's going to say like, she'll, I mean, our friend, our mm. friend Bonnie just lost her dear husband in, in, in April. And I can just imagine, I mean, we know Bonnie, mm. she's pretty feisty. So I, she would be just like, like nobody's touching my kids. Mama like what? There. <laughs> you know, like I'm, I'm, we need to find an answer a lot. And the only, she knew to go to the Lord. Right? I, I, I want to take a little detour here too, because you know you talk about grief and despondency, but you know when we talk about our money stories and the shame attached to the debt. So here you've got you know a, a prophet, and and there's a possibility. There's a lot of people, and in, in what we do, and more than enough people come in because they feel shame around debt. And I've said this a thousand times, probably on this show a thousand times, that debt is not a sin. It's a burden. And so, you know, I think this mama had a real healthy attitude around, listen, you know, we've got some debt. We got to get rid of it. We got to do something. And this reminds me of, you know, Isaiah, like the hand of a, you know, like a gazelle from the hand of the hunter. Get yourself out of debt. Do whatever you need to do. Let sleep, no sleep come to your eyes. And that's the kind of attitude I, I'm picking up from this mama is, mm-hmm. listen, we have some debt. We, we, for whatever reason, however we got it, and why we haven't dealt for, with it before is is irrelevant at, at this at point this in point. the story. Yeah. It's I'm at the point where we need now. It's going to steal my sons. Now I'm I, and I need to do something. And you might be listening to the show today, and you might be in that spot where maybe you did have some shame. Maybe you are in some grief. Maybe, but you're at the point where you're saying. I got, I just got to do something about this, right? Mm-hmm, like I just mm-hmm. got to, like, this has now got to the point where they're going to come take my sons. No way. Not going to happen on my watch kind of, kind of attitude, right? Like you pick that up a little bit in the story, right? Yeah. Well, I think of the people who are coming to the end of Serb. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so what does that mean for some folks mm-hmm. and not clarity around transferring over TI and all that kind of stuff. It's like, so are you in that place where you you're hitting the wall mm-hmm. and realizing, okay, there is no other way. So what are we going to do? Mm-hmm. Well, and I think sometimes folks, I don't know if they come to not mine.ca like that, but they come for answers and, and they are kind of because we're in, in the ministry and, and we try to represent God's perspective as best as we can, you know, they come and say, okay, well, what do I do? But sometimes I think we we're not looking necessarily for a word from the Lord or I don't come to, you know, to you, Ray, and say, you know, I want a word from the Lord. I just want some advice. Do I take out more debt? Do I go mm-hmm. to my yep, credit line? Right. Like, what what are we look? We're looking for the relief. She's looking for relief. Mm-hmm. But and and Elisha, she comes to a place where Elisha will give her a word from the Lord. Now, she could have said, are you crazy? I'm not going to get yeah, jars yeah, yeah. and fill them up. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I was thinking of you. We were talking about it before. Name and, you know, when he's asked to wash his leprosy seven times in the Jordan and he's not going to do it. Apart from his slave, mm-hmm. his slave girl. That's right. Yes. Um, you know, she convinces him. But, you know, there's so much in this little story that. That just, you know, where are are we going? Where are you as a listener going 
to find your answers for your debt? And are you, when you hear the word, because sometimes we can speak the word and it's not quite what people want to hear. Because honestly, I just know for myself in my own Mm -hmm. human nature, you want the pain to go away and you want it to happen fast. Yes. But how many times don't we come to the Lord and say, what do I do? Right? Like, so this Mm -hmm. lady comes to Elisha and basically says, listen, here's the situation. What do I do? And, um, you know, Elisha's response really is, is in a question. What do you have? Mm-hmm. And right away when I read that, I flipped to Jesus and the disciples and the feeding of the 5,000. And here's, here's the situation. There's a whole bunch of people that are hungry. And Jesus says, you know, and they're going, so what do we do? Like the disciples, what do we do? And he says, what do you have? Well, we've got five loaves and two fish. Oh, we've got some oil. Okay, let's, let's go. Let's use what you have. And, and that is such a great, if you're in that place where you're going, what do I do? And you're asking the Lord, you're asking of the Lord, what do I do? I would not be surprised if the Lord comes back with the question, so what do you have? I know, because it, it's the simple things like five mm-hmm. loaves of bread and two fishes. And in this case, the little jar of oil, little. it may seem very simple. Um, just talking from a practical perspective, um, and we were talking about just before the show, so how how do you walk this out? Mm-hmm. And so, <clears throat> as you were saying that, Reb, um, I thought about how the last couple of months, what my dear wife has been doing, um, because uh, we built a new deck on the, on the back of the house, and there had been an old deck, and so there was the um, concrete mm-hmm. um, post supports. So my wife, she put them on Facebook Marketplace. Mm-hmm. Well, they were sold within less than 24 hours. Right. And I realized then that she actually was starting to look around, what is the stuff I don't need anymore that's been just cluttering up? So I know that she has sold flower pots that have been sitting around for past seasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was some um, iron angle irons that were supports there. She put them on, some skits that were put on. Another plant that she decided she didn't want, she put on those things. And it's been amazing to see they're small things, mm-hmm. but, you know, $10, $15 here, $20 here. Over the last several weeks, I've watched in amazement the number of things that have gone out the front door and <laughs> sat on the porch that she sold on, on Facebook Marketplace. Mm-hmm. They're simple little things, but they're cluttering our space and we don't need them. <clears throat> and so we gain some refund. Yeah, and I think, I think that's just, again, if, if you're in that place where you're like, oh, what do I do? Then maybe that's, that's a good follow-up question to even to ask ourselves as well, we, we come into we it. We talk about mm-hmm. that at the Financial Fitness Seminar where we're, we're at, when we ask people to um, create... Build your emergency bird, cushion. Build yeah. the emergency mm-hmm. cushion. Right. I mean, Dave says, you know, sell one of the kids, but I always have to... <laughs> no, I, I don't say that. You, uh, I know, that's I the last... She okay. didn't want that. Yeah. I know. Okay, I, pi- I, I totally I misrepresented okay. him. He quotes Dave Ramsey and says, sell so much stuff that your kids will think they're next. That's, but he just paraphrases it all the time and just says, sell one of the kids. Anyway, no, he doesn't. He's not about to sell one of our five, but anyway, it is, I was actually thinking that was, you're telling that story that, that it, I mean, I mean, Facebook marketplace is actually quite a crazy place of buying and selling. That's Mm -hmm. just a vibrant Mm -hmm. little Mm -hmm. economic community there. Um, But 
Like, I'm just, I think this, I would love to meet this lady, actually, and, mm-hmm. and to ask her, to interview her and say, okay, what, like, if we could have her on the show this morning, what were you thinking as you're pulling Pouring those yeah, jars, you, you, she must have known the significance of, of of closing the door. She was, you know, doing what the Lord said, but closing the doors, closing the doors to the other voices, because there are so many other voices, right? Even it, we find it in the mortgage practice at More Than Enough. You know, lots of people come to Dave uh, and our team for advice or whatever about what to do. But they're like, well, my neighbor or my friend said this or the lending, you know, said they I could yeah. get it at this rate or I could do, you know, and sure, there are all kinds of voices. But what voice do you want to really hear from? And then do you have the courage to obey, mm-hmm. even if it's, you know, it's going to be meaning maybe some restraint or selling some things that you you are holding on to so tightly. Like there are things that that might come up in this, as we know, mm-hmm. that money's a heart issue. So for her, she was just in a place of desperation and all she had, she didn't have a lot of stuff to sell on Facebook Marketplace. She had oil. And I, I, I mean, I just think that, you know, and, and especially this story is so, so um, clear. You know, you, she just followed, okay, so I'm, that's the faith part. You know, there's this faith in action. We've said that before in, in any number of contexts. But there's this, okay, I came to the place, the man of God, the, the man that I knew I could trust to hear a word of the Lord, as you said earlier, Ray. And then, you know, she goes out and she actually does exactly what the man of God says to do. And and we were talking earlier on the way in, you know, that that's mindful of, of Naaman when he comes to, you know, I'm sick with, with, uh, I think it was leprosy, leprosy, you know, the skin disease, whatever it was. And the man of God says, well, go wash in the, in the, the river, the Jordan river seven times and pride sneaks in and he says, I'm not doing it. And it takes a servant to kind of pull him back and say, listen, you know, shove your pride and go do it. I didn't say it like that, but you know what I mean? So, you know, in a lot of ways throughout the story, the lady could have went, well, that's not going to help. Right. Or, but, but it's also, I think it keeps going back to that desperation. Like she'll do anything at this point. Mm -hmm, Sure. She, she, she would. And I mean, in Naaman's case, I mean, he was a wealthy man. There's all kinds of stuff. He could live with it. He could live in comfort with leprosy mm-hmm. in some ways because he had the money. She didn't have money. She had mm-hmm. nothing. Mm-hmm. No husband, no provision that way. And her sons, like her sons were future sources of provision, maybe. Mm-hmm. You know, you mentioned that kinsman redeemer. Can you explain that a little bit? What normally would happen in, in the um, Jewish culture? In Jewish culture, the, uh, a family member, relative, would take him under their wing, so would have taken this widow. And there's no suggestion here that a kinsman redeemer um, had come. come. And so we know the story of Naomi and Ruth, Mm -hmm. and Boaz being the kinsman redeemer, and actually um, an archetype or type for Jesus being our kinsman redeemer and covering Mm -hmm. all our needs. And so in this case, she didn't have that. Yeah. As a widow, so she she turned her community, which is kind of interesting too. And uh, mm-hmm. right, that there, can we get to the end of the story though too? Because I'm like really excited with the okay. So then there's enough oil for her to pay off all her debt, and 
extra, more than enough. <laughs> yes. I have to say it. So there's more than enough for them to actually live. He says, you know, okay, now go sell it. Again, she checks with all the, all along the way. She comes back to the, the man of God and says, okay, I did what you said. And wow, what a miracle. Now what do I do? Well, go sell it. I mean, again, in my practical mind, I'd say, well, I would just go sell it. But no, she checks with the man of God. And that's one of the lessons I'm learning in my relationship with the Lord is even when I think I know the answer, I still come back to the Lord and say, okay, Lord, I did what you said. I'm at the point where you didn't tell me anything more. So what do I do now? Oh, okay. Now I can go sell it. Now I can go. And there's enough, not just to meet the need. I mean, this is such a character of God, right? Not just to pay our debts and say, okay, your debts are paid. Your sons are going to be with you. But the debts are paid, and there's there's more than enough for her to live on afterwards. I, it just jumped out at me. So, like, I'm just following this. But it is true. He didn't tell her the whole plan in advance. No. He didn't say... You're going to fill these jars. There's going to be lots. Like he didn't, he just said, go do this, go fill the jars. And that's all he said. And then she's like, okay, well now the jars are full. What do I do now? And I mean, I think that's something we can encourage people who are listening. You, you're not going to get, you know, your, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path, Lord. So sometimes he only lights one step ahead. He's, he, so many of us, me included, like, mm-hmm. you know, like to know the plan. Like, I'm getting better at not knowing the plan, but I like it laid out, you know, step by step. step yeah. by step. I know exactly where we're going. You know, it's all clearly it's a control thing as well as anything else. But, you know, but that's not and she just does it. She I can just see her. OK, I, I'll just do this the next. I mean, we talked about this in COVID so much, even on the radio show here. You know, that Disney line from Frozen 2, do the next right thing. You know, she was, she asked, then she obeyed, then she asked again, and then there was more than enough in the end. I Like, that's just profound. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, yeah, it's really good. And it's, I mean, I, the other part for me then is that she moved from consumer to seller. Yeah. She no longer was in the marketplace buying stuff or begging for stuff. Here she is selling something. Mm-hmm. And as you talked about the breaking off of shame at that mm-hmm. point mm-hmm. to be able to have something to market and make some money, what that would have done for her, not only for her faith, but a whole sense of her self-esteem. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and that goes back to the Deuteronomy principle where God numerous times through, through when he's giving the law is telling the, the Jewish nation, I want you to be the head and not the tail. I want you to lend to many nations. You know, that, that in a sense is God saying, listen, when you follow my commands, when you obey and do what I say to do with the resources that I've given you, much the same as this this widow did, then you will be the head and not the tail. You will be the seller and not the borrower, right? And and so, you know, it is kind of a, hey, that's just a God result of following, obeying, and, and taking what we have. Often, so many times, don't we try to hold out? You know, I just want to have this little piece of whatever it is for security. And, you know, God didn't say that to this lady, and I don't think that's a theme he says throughout Scripture. He's saying, I want all of it. I want 100%. I want, you tell me all of these resources, you pour out the entire jar of oil and see what happens. Don't hold back, right? I think listening to you guys, though, I'm like, man, Lord, I don't ask you enough questions. 
<laughs> I just don't. Yeah, I right. keep coming back. To, I just, I mean, he's a father who wants to be in relationship with us. So we go and we pray and we lay out all our requests and we pour out our heart and our grief and our worry. Then we don't sit long enough to listen to hear what he actually would respond to us. And that he wants to direct us mm-hmm. with the practical things mm-hmm. like this, mm-hmm. yeah. right? And sometimes it's great. It does come through others. It does come through community. It came through Elisha's voice. Um, but sometimes it comes through Reb's voice. Uh, yeah. <laughs> For me. <laughs> Stop! No, yes, just yes, kidding. Yes. Um, we but we I, were going to share stories, and I'm like, I don't want to share any stories like that. So. <laughs> no, we don't. No, no. I I think the other piece, which is for families, I guess, mm-hmm. who are li- listening or couples, that that her boys were involved in the mm-hmm. process. Yeah, I, know. I love that. I and and I think our journey from the Lord calling you out, Dave, of a of a family business and into more than enough and financial coaching and this whole journey that lots of people already know. I I think of how we involve the kids because we couldn't not mm-hmm. like. Uh, sometimes people come to us and say, well, how do we do this with our family? And I said, it just plays out in front of your family. We couldn't not. And sometimes our oldest son says, mom, dad, like had, had, had you not shown me how real God is, I, I wouldn't believe, but mm-hmm. you've made it really hard not to believe in God because we've just seen him answer in so many wonderful ways for mm-hmm. our family, it, just on the provision level. Mm-hmm. Right, you know, on all when, kinds of levels for sure. Yeah, right? so. I mean, we've had stories of all <laughs> so, kinds. So it's a funny. That was a funny comment to to take a little side trip because you know we're talking about faith. We're talking about you know our son's journey as he exercises his faith and matures, and and that's one of his big responses is is you know I can't run away from God because I know God's real. Like mm-hmm. we've we've lived too many miracles. We live too many situations like this that I've seen God at work and, and I can't explain it. So I mean, for all the other stuff that goes on, I have to, I have to admit that, that God's Can you real. imagine so. these boys seeing the jars just never emptying? I, I, I Like that would have been profound. And then to see God just redeem them and they could stay with their mom. And I mean, I, the story writer in me and the story lover in me is like, oh, I would love so, to talk to I them. was just going to say it. And so the end of the show is Reb now writing a, 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 a little uh, a book around, yeah, yeah. okay, what happened to the boys what and how were their lives affected? affected by this oil. Yes. I got some. Yes. And how, I mean, and isn't that, that oil is, I guess we're coming to the end of the show, but mm-hmm. is, is the, you know, example of the Holy Spirit in our lives, right? It is the anointing oil. Mm-hmm in our lives and i there's just so much to unpack Mm -hmm. here Mm -hmm. and and i think you know in in summary as we come to the end of the show you know let's just kind of go back through and say you know if you're in the place where you're 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 burdened you're distressed you're you're you don't know what to do you're grieving Mm -hmm. uh Taking taking the, the the initiative like this lady and taking an example uh, like this 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 lady and just saying, listen, I need the word of the Lord and Lord, um, when you get there, to expect the Lord to say, so what do you have? Because I, I think again, we don't want to talk about a model, but I think that's often what the Lord says to us, and then we we realize how much God has already provided ahead of time. Mm-hmm. He provided this little bit of oil for this lady, and she thought it insignificant, but it wasn't insignificant. He provided five loaves and two fish, lunch insignificant, 
but it wasn't insignificant. So as you sit and as you listen for the what do you have, then don't discount even the little insignificant things that may be the thing that the Lord is going to use to, to bring the miracle, to bring, you know, meet the need that you currently are in. Um, and, and I think that's just a, a wonderful sense of, mm-hmm. of just letting the Lord speak into that and not, not discounting anything. It may be a talent that you didn't know or you've, you've mm-hmm. downplayed your whole life and you're just saying, wow, Lord, I'll give that to you. And I'll use it for whatever, and and let's see what miracle happens. So, so why don't we pray, Lord? We just thank you for the gifts that you give us. What an incredible, um, I guess, experience it is for us to to live in these stories as we look through Scripture and to see you at work. And so, Lord, we thank you for that. We thank you for for uh, just letting us peek into that today. And Lord, may we just again hear your voice um, and thank you for it in Christ's name. Amen. All right. Well, we better wrap it up. Join us next week when we talk money. Let's Talk Money is a division of More Than Enough Financial Fitness, where God is transforming hearts and bringing hope for today and freedom for tomorrow. For more information or to comment on today's show, please visit morethanenough.ca.